Beyond the Rig. Welcome to Beyond the Rig. My name's Brett Stabler. This is my mini-me. We call him Shane Taylor. He'll be, I'm, not, I'm not as mini-me, but... Uh, if we were to stand up... Actually, we're about the same size. We are. But hey, listen, you've got the two of us today. Usually you would see Will and Linda um, hosting Beyond the Rig. The two of them have come down and contracted some illness. I know Linda's got some rare disease that is affecting her voice right now, and she's coughing like crazy. So they asked us to fill in, and we so generously said Graciously. Yes. Yeah, we're excited to be here. And we miss them. We'll, we'll, we'll have them back soon, I'm sure. If Shane gets a little nervous along the way, don't worry. He will ease into this, but his voice may sound a little shaky at first. But it's all right. His wife right. remembers that on their wedding day when he was super nervous then, too. So okay. It'll be okay. This is going to be fun, let me tell you. How long is this podcast <laughs> supposed to last? Well, we, I don't know, so we're just going to go with it until we're told that we're done. But until then, there, there are some things that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be chatting with a, with a driver, a trucker, with a substantial social media following. We're going to hear about her story. And, and, and look at some of the cool opportunities and experiences that, that have come from sharing her content online with, with all sorts of, of different audiences, including drivers all over the road. And then also a little discussion about health and wellness for our drivers who are out there, they're on the road. Um, but before we, uh, before we get to her, we're going to go ahead and show a little bit of a introductory clip is that correct shane is that what we're doing it right that's, now that's that's exactly or, or, or should we introduce her first no we're going to show the clip first brett i think no i think we're going to because you said that we're going to go ahead and introduce her first okay this is who we're going to be talking to today is shelby she's been in the trucking industry now for about five years she dropped out of i don't want to say she dropped out of college because she was finished with her four-year degree and working on her master's when she was, and she was 22 years of age when she decided, hey, I'm going to stop doing this for a time. I want to go see the country. I want to become a professional truck driver. And that's what she did. She left her master's program to jump into a truck and get trained wow. and head out on the road. That's amazing. Shane, is that something you think you could have done? I don't think so. I don't no, think so I, either. I'm You've really, got a lot of fear I'm and really, apprehension I'm about really excited to, uh, to talk to Shelby about that. I think it's... Yeah, and so she'll share some of those experiences that, that she had coming to that uh, uh, conclusion to or making that decision to, to jump out and jump in the truck. She's also uh, used her social media to share her experiences and, and kind of some of her growth and what she's in her, just in her YouTube following subscriptions alone. She has a little over 250,000 subscribers on YouTube, which... Substantial. Yeah, that's a lot. I yeah. think if I started a YouTube account, I would have myself, my wife, and probably Shane, and that's about it. So I don't know if I would actually follow you, Brett. I, Shane, I think you would. I don't think I would. To be honest. I think I would block you, actually. Okay, well, hey, a block is better than a, a no-show at all. Her channel is called Happiness by the Mile, and it's awesome. And we're going to go ahead and share a little clip about Shelby right now. About to leave. Already packing, come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get like he, he, he sent me a message, he's like, Yeah, hey, like what you're doing. No, about to see the world in action. What we can be 
Life with no distractions will get away. This is what we waited for. So, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and introduce Shelby. Shelby, welcome to the show Beyond the Rig. Welcome, Shelby. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for your time. We know it's precious. Hey, um, why don't you go ahead and start off by by just kind of telling us your story, how you got into trucking, and, and just kind of go through that, walk us through that. Well, I think you did a really good job of kind of summing it up, how it kind of started. I did leave my master's, hopped on a truck, and I did end up actually living on a truck for a year. Um, I wasn't quite sure what I was doing. I originally thought it was just going to be a year trip. It was going to be a gap year as what we call in school, you know, just taking a break and I was burnt out and just ready for something else. And I grew up in Southwest Florida. So I grew up in kind of a bubble in terms of geography and just the weather and never seen snow. And this was completely crazy of me to do at the time because I just didn't, I I honestly had no idea what I was jumping into. I had no family that was in trucking and it's not like anybody could guide me or hold my hand. And so it was just, it was very interesting, but I felt this weird desire to do it, you know, like a passion for it. And I, and I can't, I can't describe exactly what it is, but sometimes it's almost like what draws you to certain people. You just kind of know that, hey, this feels good, or, or I should go towards this. And and that's kind of how the snowball started, and it's just turned into what it is now. And and it's just, it's honestly, it's, it's great. I love what I do, and I love this industry, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Shelby, were there other things you were thinking about doing besides trucking where you were like, I'm going to do trucking because of this or you know what I'm saying? Cause that seems like a really big step to go from a master's degree to go out over the road, you know? So were you considering other things or how did you, how did you decide on trucking then? Well, um, so my master's, um, where, where, what I was studying was, um, I really wanted to work with special needs children. So my, Direction was towards um, pediatric neurology, and that was something I was extremely, like, passionate about. I loved it, but there was something about it that I considered to be just almost trapping, like, in white walls. So I felt kind of lost in a way, and uh, so it wasn't really... I, I still wanted to do it, I thought. I just had this weird... I had this group of friends who knew about my weird obsession that I had with semi-trucks, and I don't know where it came <laughs> from. Um, ever since I was little, I would see them on the road. I'd see them at night, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, look at that. That's so cool. And I think also it stemmed from me being very small in general. Like, I'm a small person. I'm only five foot tall. And that's, that's okay with me. Um, but I always thought, wow, that would be so cool to say, like, I could drive that thing, you know? And I think that was kind of my, 
my main thing when I was younger. Like, that was what I wanted to do because I was so small. And um, it was nothing more than that. That's the weirdest thing. It was nothing more than, wow, that's really cool. I want to say I can do that. So, therefore, that is the only thing on my bucket list as of right now. And you know what? I needed some friend to tell me, hey, it's okay to take a break and go do something fun. And that was my version of something fun. So that's basically how it all came to be was somebody had to give me permission or give me a way out. And as soon as I found that way out, I took it because it just pulled me that way. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's pretty brave, I think, to to just step out into the unknown a little bit and and do that. So Yeah, I think I think a lot of people have you know, you, you, you referred to it as you just had this feeling that you wanted to to move in that direction. I think people in general they get feelings to do certain things, but they don't always act on it. So it is. It's refreshing to hear somebody say, Hey, this was what I felt, this is what was pulling me this direction. And I went with it and, and look where you're at now. And, and now that you've, now that you went with that impression and went that direction and now you're in the industry, tell us what is it about the trucking industry that you love? Okay. So when I did get in, I do have some like older extended family that would, would kind of tell me, after I got into it, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we, uh, we're, we like, part of the industry in some way or we're related to the industry in some way. Um, they're diesel mechanics, and some of them are actually drivers themselves or have been in the past. And so they would tell me these stories now that I'm out here and be like, oh, this is how it used to be, like, this sort of camaraderie and, and family-oriented industry. And yes, I'm aware of like some of, like, I basically jumped into what would be considered to to me even in some aspects, a boys club. And do I feel like needed to be accepted by that? No, not really. I'm going to go do my own thing regardless. But um, it was something that I kind of felt, I don't know, guilty about in a way where I was like oh man am I like messing up some kind of tradition or something like that (laughs) but at the same time I found it extremely exhilarating to be out there not only like does it feel free like I feel incredibly free to have just sort of one task at hand and be like hey you know what you can uh this is your task today or or this week get it done on your own time, do what you need to do, work within the parameters that you're given, and uh, we'll see you later. And uh, for some reason, for me, having that kind of freedom was exhilarating. And then not only that, the people that I met along the way that were suffering just like I was in some instances where you don't know where you're going or maybe traffic's really bad or... Maybe the truck stop is just crazy and there's no parking spots. And, and there was even this time that it, there's, and I'm sure we see this more nowadays because there's a lot of trucks on the East Coast, but um, there was a line a mile long on the breakdown lane past the rest area of just trucks parked to sleep. Wow. It was crazy. And I was part of that line one day. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane, but I have nowhere else to go. And it was, it was crazy because we were all experiencing the same problem together. And I think that kind of, that's one of the things that brings us together in this industry is like a lot of our problems are very, very similar, even though we may be doing very different jobs because of course, flatbed is completely different from <laughs> reefer. And it's, it's not like we have the same struggles like getting loaded and unloaded, but we do have very similar struggles in terms of living on the road. And I think that's what brings us all together. And I think the fact that we can just kind of connect on, on that level makes it just very interesting because our, our industry is very different from anything else in, yeah. in the country. Yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned some of the challenges that you face kind of every day as a as a truck driver and I just wondering like how do you cope with those? Like you mentioned that mile long wait and you know, you never know how you're going to get treated at the shipper to you know, just the truck stop, all, all kinds of challenges, right? Like how do you what do you do? Do you do you call a friend? Do you listen to music? Like what's your way to cope with you know, cause you, there's a lot of waiting in, in trucking. Right. And what do you do? Like, what do you do uh, to cope with that? Well, um, really to be honest, um, I have a select number of friends that I do call, um, on the daily. Like, um, even when I'm not trucking, I still talk to them. Like even this morning before this call, uh, Today, I talked to one of my best friends for a couple of hours, and um, it's just, it's something you get used to. Um, they kind of, you, you'll notice that you'll have a friend group that kind of keeps you together, but it's also a rotating friend group. So, like, there's going to be times where you run into people that will be with you for, like, a year or two, and they will be in, like, the same kind of job you are, and they'll kind of they'll bond with you on that aspect, but then you'll, you'll meet people with all ranges of experience from like, you know, 40 years to just two months. And, uh, you can learn something from each and every one of those people. And I think it's important to just always be open to, I mean, getting help from anybody and everybody. You may not even know the person that you're, you're needing help from, but one of the things that I've learned over the road, how to cope with like being in stressful situations or just dealing with shippers, receivers, anybody in general that you, you don't know already that you're coming in contact to for the first time is be extremely kind and humble because I don't care how bad of a day somebody's having, they can be mean to me all they want. The only thing I can control is myself and I found that if I just continue to be kind to them it changes their mood believe it or not like I don't know I I know people just like they get frustrated they're just like you know I didn't do anything to you why you got to be mean to me and sometimes you just got to sit back and be like the only thing I can control is myself and it literally hurts me zero percent to be kind to that person and I think we need more of that in our industry because it's everything is extremely frustrating. But you'll find that even dealing with that person that's upset, it's only hurting you to be upset. You're allowing that person to hurt you. So it's like 
that is the one thing that that I've been trying really hard to encourage people to do is you're you have a choice to be happy, you have a choice to be kind, and believe it or not, it's almost selfish in a way to be to be kind and to be happy because you are in a sense protecting yourself or like influencing your own mood and you have that control you allow people to change that so that that's one of my main things yeah what a great message yeah you it shelby you definitely are as we can tell a very happy person yeah super positive. whether it's by nature or not you've done a great job of doing that i know Shane's been trying to do that a lot more with me. Be very happy. Yeah, yeah. it's I tough. I tend to be a downer. He does. He pulls it, it, me down. It, it's just the way life yeah, has been I gotta for get, me. But I got to get away from him, to be honest. He's, he's cheering me up, though. So yeah. we, we're, we're glad that he's, he's on top of it here for us. But, hey, speaking of happiness, right, I understand or we understand that you recently hosted a truck show, which I'm sure was yeah. a pretty cool deal. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so in, in our industry, we do have, uh, truck shows. We have them all year round. Um, and they are just, there's a different kind of what, what I've noticed is there's a different kind of, just like we have clicks sometimes like, uh, like cattle haulers or, or will most of the time know a lot of other cattle haulers because they do a very, uh, very distinctive job in our industry and run under different kind of rules. And like, just like your guys's company, um, there will be a lot of company drivers that know other company drivers. And so what I found with showing is show trucks have a show truck family. And this is really, really cool because not only have I, been able to experience these beautiful, beautiful trucks, but also the people who drive them, you would think, like, if, if you had a truck like this, you might be, like, a little bit full of yourself, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's probably a few out there. But for the most part, these guys are just, and girls, are incredible people. Just incredibly humble and just... It was just eye-opening to be a part of their sort of what they called their show family is what they called it. And I, I was, I can't explain the feeling that I had when I was there. It was a feeling of belonging, if that makes sense. Sure. Hmm. So they didn't shun me for being an outsider. They were just like, hey, come be part of the family, and which is what we need more in trucking in general. But, you know, we're not going to influence everybody to feel that way. But when you do have that sort of connectedness, that's what really makes our job worth doing and makes all the sacrifice worth doing. And the cool thing is also these people at the truck shows, a lot of these show trucks are working trucks. They work 365 all seasons, you know, (laughs) rain, sleet, and snow. They're, you know, they're going. And it's just... It's insane the amount of care that they put into these trucks because the truck is, in, in a sense, like, it's almost like a, a part of their family. Like, it's, a, it's another entity of their family. And the most awesome thing about the truck shows is where, you know, guys are out on the road all the time, you know, away from family for a long time. 
the truck show is a place where like the family can get together and you will see like even children like coming up shining these trucks like and they're so proud to be a part of this and I I can't explain like what that kind of community is like without like taking you there and being like let's let's do this together you know it's and even my camera crew that came with me um they were just like yeah no it's just trucks you know we're just gonna go do our jobs and I can't tell you they had such a good time and they enjoyed meeting the people and as soon as there was another show I I sent a group message out to them and I was like hey guys there's another show here and they were ecstatic they were sending like firebomb emojis and like everything else they were like oh my gosh yes let's go because it was just such I don't know how to explain like it was almost emanating and like emotion and and happiness while we were there yeah I I did a little bit of Instagram snooping I jumped on your feed and I think I might have seen one of the truck shows where it looked like a dance club almost with all of these lights coming off of these trucks like it was pretty awesome, actually. I was like, what the heck is going on here? But is that what you're talking about, one of the shows you did? Yes, yes. Yeah. And actually what was really cool about that particular instance that you're talking about, it was nighttime, so all the trucks put on all their lights. Yeah. And so, like, every fourth or fifth truck would have, like, a stereo system going, playing music, so you could, like, be in one section of the line and hear, like, this certain type of music, yeah. walk down That's a little bit, cool. get, yeah. like, a completely different kind of music, and it, they didn't, like, compete against each other. I don't know how to describe it, but it was, like, one would just be in one place and one would be in another place, and and you could just keep walking and, and mingle with, like, different people and and the feeling of getting inside a truck like that and sitting down and like, I, I don't know if, if you guys also drive, but like being inside something that was somebody put so much thought and so much care into, you can, you can feel it like when you're near the truck and you can, you can understand how much went into like, building that and how much sacrifice and and sweat and everything that 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 person did and and that's their way of of kind of it's their trophy for for how much work they've done and and it's well deserved and it's just it's great to see all these other people coming together and saying man that's awesome yeah and that's what it feels like is a great appreciation kind of thing for everybody are these the are are these the trucks that you see sometimes where it looks like the sleeper berth area? It looks like a, a small apartment, like there the sleepers extended and it's huge, and there's like a there big room a back there. There is a couple of trucks there that were like that. Um, not there was probably only a couple that were like that, but a show truck in general is just just one that was kind of customized. Yeah, just tricked out, just chromed out, and. I mean, the, the night stuff was just, I would have loved to have gone, gone check that out. That, that was really cool. Yeah. That's called research, Brett. You should look into it. Yeah, I haven't done that since college. But thank you for sharing yeah, your research. Yeah, you bet. Shane's in our research and development department. It's been a lot accomplished, but he's there, so we're, we're happy. Yeah. 
Hey, mm. Shelby, let, let's talk yeah. for a minute just about your, your social media, especially, especially like your YouTube presence. I mean, 250,000 subscribers, that's, that's no chump change. That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty big task to be able to get 250,000 subscribers. Talk to us a little bit about your, your social media, how you got into it, how it evolved, and, and kind of where you're at now. So I believe it all started on Instagram. And the cool thing about it was it was not, like, intentional in any way um, to become what it is today, of course. Um, I started with pictures that had nothing to do with trucks. And what I would do was I'd just write kind of a little bit about my day. And I had some friends that were truck drivers that would, like, comment on my posts, right? And so here's this picture. It has nothing to do with trucks. But this caption had to do with, like, my kind of trucking-related problems. And so my friends would all come together in the comments, and they would write, like, these paragraphs or, like, something that was extremely helpful to me or to another driver or if some other driver came in the comments and was like, hey, you know, I have this such and such problem, they would also, like, attack that. And it weirdly grew to, like, 8,000 followers before I even started posting truck pictures. So it blows my mind because I know that this was growth from people sharing this like, sort of just just comment section and saying, hey, like, what do you think of this or things like that. And it was just, it was such an honest kind of helpful growth of a community that was interested in the same thing, which was helping each other and mainly in the trucking industry. So started posting trucking photos, and of course it took off. And I think because the foundation of the community was one that just wanted to come together and help each other, that it allowed, that foundation allowed for my channels to become what they are um, because it just carried through. And my when I did start actually working on it, it was in an attempt to kind of provide a space where people could come together and ask questions because the trucking community, as you know, is is very much um, either a game of telephone or kind of like Fight Club and, and the first rule, you know, is you don't talk about it. And so, like, for example, um, there's no rule book for some rookie driver to come out here and and know, hey, if I sit in the fuel island too long, longer than 15 minutes, somebody might do something to my truck. That driver does not know that unless another driver has passed on that information to them. You know, know it's, it's, where else are you going to find this? And then there's just other little, little things. And it's a lot of unspoken rules. Not only that, trucking school doesn't prepare you it doesn't teach you to be a truck mechanic it doesn't it doesn't teach you what to do in every single situation and no and no school or course could right 
And we're a very experience-driven industry where experience is, is king. Like, you, if you've been through it, there's, there's so much you've learned from it. And this is, like, one of the things that I really, really hope people attack in this way. Your bad days are going to be your best days because that's where you're going to learn the most. And so when I look back on all of my worst, my worst quotes, worst days, um, I look at them fondly because, yeah, I may have sat down in the snow and cried at my tire, but in that moment, I learned something, and I learned something that helped me in every other situation in the future, and that that is so important, and honestly, if every day was easy, then my life would be so boring, and I appreciate the challenges, and so, yes, my platforms grew based on my challenges, and then people coming together to help solve them or to help kind of give advice to new truckers or old truckers. It doesn't matter because, like I said, it doesn't matter your experience or how many years you've been in this industry. You can learn something every day from anybody, anybody. And I think that was the the main thing of the platform, and I think that's why it took off because it was it was something that was just truly good at heart and – I wasn't wanting anything from it. I even, like, put so much time into trying to... Originally, I I summarized the CDL manual, and I, I put a lot of time into trying to make that easier for people to get their licenses because there's just so much that's unnecessary, and it's a waste of time. And I just want to make it a little bit easier because... You're, you're never going to run out of problems. <laughs> I assure you, you're never going to run out of problems in this industry. And anything I can do to kind of help just that first hurdle, which is a huge one, getting out here and not knowing anything, I think, I think that's where I like to be. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so I think some of, the, some of those that may be watching or listening today um, are interested in understanding like maybe a few ideas that you may have or tips that you can give them as far as creating their own content and getting it out there. Like what, what recommendations would you give people that are just, you know, trying to grow their social media following? I think, I think honestly, if, if you want to create something, I mean, nothing should stop you. It doesn't matter like how many people see it. <laughs> so to say, um, if, if you're doing it with the right intention and you're, and you're doing it for the good of, I don't know, yourself because you enjoy creating something or the good of somebody else because you want to help somebody, I think that is reason enough to create. And as it goes out there, maybe five people saw that. Maybe five people saw something you worked really hard on. And you're kind of a little bit defeated by only five people seeing that. But let's say one or two of those five people learn something incredibly valuable from you that they couldn't have learned elsewhere because 
our experiences are all different and we all say things differently. We all teach things differently. We all kind of deal with things differently. And I think it's just the one thing that's important about our industry is our camaraderie because we could not survive without each other. Like, and I, and I don't think a lot of people um, think about that so much is truck drivers. We only do what we do out here and survive out here with people that are helping us. We may never see that person again. And it's, it's so important to just keep that kind of open mind about, Hey, you know, I could do something really beneficial for, for somebody else. And maybe, maybe that makes you happy. Maybe that's what makes you happy. It makes me happy. Um, I am unbelievably kind to, to anybody and everybody I can be. I will compliment anybody at any time just just to kind of help their day because maybe they didn't talk to anybody that day you know but as far as growing your social media I think if you're doing it with a positive outlook I don't think it matters so much if if the numbers add up but if your intentions are good I think I think I think you're a great example of that because your your following started out kind of as like an altruistic way of being like just putting good out there, helping others without you even really saying, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was just people helping each other, which a lot of people will start following or or following people because of the negativity or, or whatever they want to put out there. And so the fact that you're putting good out there and people want to follow that, I think speaks volumes and probably something that people should pay attention to, you know? Well, I think you're right. And I think if they, if they're positive, I think what you're saying is right. Like you'll, you'll attract more people, Yeah. more positive you are and the more helpful you are. And, and I think the key is to just try to avoid certain topics because they can, um, um, definitely (laughs) put a barrier. Totally. Um, Can invoke different feelings. Yep. Yes. And you know what? And if that is your thing, Go for it. Run with like it. that is your tribe. Go for it. <laughs> but for me, mine is my goal does not align with being um, political in any way or um, talking about genders or anything like that, you know? And so, and I think just because this is what I care about. Those are the people that are coming that care about the same thing. So I think you just need to put out there what you care about. Yeah. And then those people will be attracted to that. Well, we definitely meet, need more kindness in the world, don't we? So anybody that's going to put positive, kind, humble thoughts and impressions out there, we need more of it. So it's good to see. And you've already taught Shane yep. what he can do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We appreciate that, Shelby. We yeah. really do. He needs a little humility. <laughs> hey, I want I want to I want to switch gears for a second. The stereotype, I guess, in in the trucking world is that it's a it's a rough lifestyle. It's very difficult to stay healthy because you're you're at truck stops, you're in and out, depending on what they're they feed you. I know I I went on a ride along with with one of our drivers for our company, and I spent eight days on the road with him. And I think it was after like day two or three, I thought, my gosh, 
how many more ho-hos can I actually eat for breakfast <laughs> before I am too big to, you know, like everything was going up. My, my ankles were swelling up. It was, it was a disaster because it was so in and out and quick and they're just easy snacks to grab. And, and obviously if I ate that many ho-hos, it's because they were good and I liked them. But I know that health and wellness is something that's a big deal for you. So, so Talk to our audience a little bit about how you stay healthy while living the the trucker lifestyle. So um, I actually got into this industry with a um, severe dietary restriction um, that I don't have a choice in. Oh, so you were one of the lucky ones. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) And I am allergic to dairy, so I can't eat 90% of the things in a truck stop. Um, There goes the ho-hos. It helps. It does, Um, but what it does do is it makes it incredibly hard. I was, I had an incredibly hard time at first trying to figure out what to eat or where I could get food, and honestly, it's still hard. So one of the, the main things that I think is the most important is making sure that you have, um, some way to keep things cold on your truck. So whether that's a refrigerator or it's a cooler because you don't have an inverter, which I have done even recently, um, it takes a lot of, it takes effort, you know, just like taking care of a dog takes effort. You got to take care of yourself. And sometimes that means taking care of your cooler that you have in your truck and you're putting things in it that are going to, kind of give you the nutrients you need there is there is not a lot in potato chips okay and there's (laughs) and there's not a lot of a good quality nutrition that comes off the roller grills in in the truck stops and and I think that's just something we have to keep in mind and sometimes I think some drivers just need to draw that hard line and say you know what no more No more. I'm not going to. The only thing I'm going to buy at the truck stop, which I did once, I made this rule for myself. The only thing coming out of the truck stop for me is water. It's the only thing I'm buying from the truck stop. And I did that for several months until I built that habit that I was going to eat things that were better for me, that weren't just attractive for me. So I think one of the main attractions to like truck stop food is the immediate gratification of eating it. So they are snack foods. They are, they are ones that were designed in a way to, like, literally hit our dopamine receptors, like, when we eat them. And it's, it's horrible, horrible for us. And so it's going gonna, it's gonna to constantly create that craving for that rush of uh, gratification in some way. And I think a lot of drivers look for those easy things because we are struggling with problems at home or feeling lonely or having a bad day. And our job is hard. It is stressful. It, it will challenge many people in many different ways. And sometimes it doesn't just end that day. It keeps going for sometimes weeks and months. And this is where 
we need to realize that also the things that are putting in our body are also affecting the way that we feel mentally. And so in order to take care of that, I think it's important to get things like eat your vegetables. <laughs> we don't, There's no vegetables in the truck stop besides maybe like broccoli and carrots. Um, they don't sell vegetables. They also really don't sell fruit. The fruit that they sell is terrible. <laughs> Shelby, and, would veggie you know, sticks count? Huh? With those veggie stick things, you know, the like chip type the veggie potato chips. Well, no, like yeah, like the veggie ones, right? Are those those work? <laughs> those don't count as vegetables. Because I'm feeling guilty um, right now about my ho hos as we're talking. I'm feeling really guilty. <laughs> I think I think heart disease is huge. Yeah, it it's is. the number one killer yeah. of truck yeah. drivers. Yep. Not only that, the number one killer of people in people. America. Yeah, but um. I don't think truck stops are doing us any favors. They are there for the kind of impulse purchase. And we have to recognize that. And um, I promise you, you spend that little bit of time to meal prep or to make yourself a meal on your truck instead of getting whatever it is in the truck stop. One, you will feel so much better. It's just taking that initiative yeah. And and it'll serve you better in the long run. Agreed. Yeah. No, that's that's great counsel for great advice. For a little bit of self-discipline goes a long ways, right? Yeah. So, Shelby, what are some of your your final thoughts that you would like to share with all of the drivers out there that are listening? Well, um so first, I I want to say on this healthy thing, um one of my main things is a lot of drivers think exercise is their way out of uh, feeling bad, but I think it's food, and food's a lot easier to change than to find time for exercise on the truck. I mean, don't get me wrong, exercise goes hand in hand, but um, I think if you change your diet, a lot, a lot can change as far as your, your mood and your energy and everything else. So maybe you're not an exercise person. Try changing your diet. Just try it. And um, also, when you run into somebody, say somebody's having a bad day or they're being mean to you, kill them with kindness. It works a lot of the time. And even if it doesn't, what you did instead was you were selfish and you took care of yourself. And uh, it's important for you to feel good. Um, And then also... Help other drivers. If you see somebody in need, offer assistance. Maybe you don't know how to fix their problem. There was one driver that I saw, like, at a rest area one time. I knew exactly what was wrong with his truck. He had no idea. And I just, I said, I walked out after I was on the phone with my friend. I was like, I was watching him to see if he knew what to do. And I was like, I don't think he knows what to do. So hang on. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to go help him. It literally took me like 10 seconds to fix his problem. And I just crawled under his trailer and I shut something off real quick. And I showed him what I did. And he's like, oh, my God, thank you so much, you know, because he couldn't keep rolling with that. It would have been a violation. But I explained to him what to do, what to tell his maintenance department. And he would have had to wait there for for hours. But it took me all of 30-second interaction with this guy to literally make his day. And I think that's important for us to just take 
take a little bit out of our day to, to do something for somebody else because we, we all need it and it all comes full circle. So it's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Really good advice. Kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Sounds like the title here. I like kill it. With I like kindness. it. Yeah. Kill them with kindness. What else do you have for Shelby Shane? Um, so Shelby, like what, what can you tell us about what you've got coming out or what's going to be kind of new for uh, you, projects you're maybe on. projects you've got coming out that you want to share? Well, um, there's a couple of new interviews that are coming out on my channel from the truck shows. Um, we're not sure if we're going to do them in the future. Um, they may just be a one-time thing. Uh, there are a lot of new vlogs coming out. My company that I, that I run right now, um, or that I own, uh, contracts with FedEx ground and we might be branching out of FedEx ground. So there might be new kind of vlogs having to do with something else. Um, we're just trying to see what the future holds. And then of course you guys know that, um, the two major truck shows, uh, Matt's and Gats are, uh, back up and running this year. So I'm excited for those. There will be new stuff on those. Um, this uh, in 2022 and I think there's just like a lot of things that are kind of it's it's ex expanding in a way where there's just going to be a lot of different topics so I think there's going to be like a lot of different things and then also we are planning which I haven't announced yet but we are planning on doing something for drivers who are getting into the industry because that is a majority of my um, new subscribers are people who are just getting into the industry or want to get their CDL. So we're going to do a lot more content on that and then possibly content to help them pass those initial exams because the stuff that's out there is either really, really long and really boring or it's uh, <laughs> not very good. And I actually have a lot of uh, education in uh, memory and learning and educational tactics for, for teaching things. So I was hoping to kind of use that to, to create something to, to help people because not only would it make me feel good that I like was able to kind of work on something like that, but also to help a lot of people learn maybe in a way, maybe they, they had a hard time before, but hopefully this will help. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's, that's awesome. So where, where can people find you online? Like what, what, uh, what's your handle and everything there? Okay. So pretty much you Google happiness by the mile, you will find everything. Um, but <clears throat> I am, I, my Instagram is at happiness by the mile and my YouTube is happiness by the mile. There are some, unfortunately there are people pretending to be me, but you always know <laughs> it's me based on the subscribers. So the one with the largest number of subscribers and it's significantly different than the people trying to be me. Um, it's, I've been trying to get verified for a while, but they just won't give it to me. So, uh, just, you yeah. You still want to throw it, it out there that easy, by huh? The mile. <laughs> Good. Happiness by the mile. That's where you can find Shelby. Shelby, before we let you go, can I ask you one last question? Absolutely. What is your favorite movie, like trucking movie that involves trucking? Well, I don't know if you guys have, have noticed from my videos, but my ringtone is from Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey so and I will the have Bandit. A 
She says, "Smokey and the Bandit." Everyone, <laughs> I mean, of all the of all the movies she can pick from, you've got Duel by Steven Spielberg in the seventies. If you haven't seen it, go check that out. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. You've got Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone, right? You guys all remember that? The arm wrestling one? Yeah. Literally yeah, that in one. his truck, yep. pumping iron. Loved Over the Top. What else do we got? Black Dog with Patrick Swayze. Sorry, I could go on and on about the trucking movies, but Smokey and the Band is probably my favorite too, so well done, Shelby. Shelby, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your story with us. How you're an entrepreneur, a truck driver, you're killing everybody with kindness. Thank you, we thank you for it. spreading happiness out there because we the world the world needs more of it, especially in the industry. So they absolutely we do. appreciate what you're doing. So thank you. So to our audience, go check out Shelby Happiness by the Mile. She's killing everyone out there with kindness right now. So go check it out. Thank you, Shelby. We'd absolutely, also thank you. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. We'd also like to thank everyone for watching. Or listening today to uh, to Beyond the Rig, please go and subscribe to Beyond the Rig on YouTube. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I guess all of the above, and it pertains to social media, except for maybe Snapchatter, but or Snapchat, right, Shane? That's right, Brett. I just dated myself. It's Snapchat, not Chatter. And then go ahead and stream Beyond the Rig wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. Thanks, everybody. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 1010 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.